0: Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Jordan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Sunday evening. Usually we are reacting to a Browns game on a Sunday evening. We are not doing that tonight because Cleveland is COVID central. And not only are the Browns uh, infected with COVID, the Cleveland Cavaliers as well. So, as uh, most of you all know, the Cleveland Browns game against the Oakland Raiders was supposed to be played yesterday. And it got moved to Monday at 5 p.m. So we are awaiting that tomorrow. But uh, Steve and I, uh, Ryan's not with us tonight, uh, but Steve and I are here to break down all the action that happened today. Uh, Did it help the Browns? Did it hurt the Browns? We are recording just after the uh, Baltimore Ravens and Green Bay Packers game has finished. And uh, we are also going to get into the game tomorrow, which... Is either going to see the Browns take over first place in the AFC North, or it's going to see the Browns fall to last place in the AFC North? How crazy
1: is that? Yes, it has gotten so razor thin close in the AFC North that literally this is an all or nothing proposal here. Mm-hmm. You know, either you win, you go into first, or you lose, and you are looking up at everybody else. That's incredible.
0: There, there, there's no more complaining about uh, things that happen outside of your control. The Browns control the. The Browns absolutely control their own destiny now, and we're going to see what happens. The Browns. We've gotten a couple guys back off the COVID list. Uh, we're hoping to get a couple more guys uh, tomorrow before the two p.m. deadline before the game at five, uh, and we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I I seem to think that the Browns can win this game anyway. Um, the Raiders are not very good, and they are nosediving. Um, wow. But we shall see. So, uh, appreciate you guys checking in. This is the Browns LOTL normally post-game show. But this week, it's the LOTL Browns pre-game show. Uh, we are coming to you from our normal studios at my house in an undisclosed location in Cleveland, Ohio.
1: Where COVID cannot get to us. That's right. That's the Omicron right. variant can kiss my ass. <laughs> Stop infecting my sports teams. (laughs) Enough. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that can stop the Cavaliers right now is COVID, COVID, apparently. I mean, unbelievable. (laughs) Six game win streak, and they've just been straight killing teams. That team is so much fun. We
0: we might just start doing post game shows for the Cavs. Uh, Oh, my gosh. They're so much fun to watch. But yeah, uh, speaking of the Cavs, real quick, they have seven guys on the COVID list right now. Seven? Seven. Seven. Evan Mobley and Isaac Okoro were put on the list over the last couple days, and then the Cavs had five guys test positive this morning, including Jared Allen. So, uh, Darius Garland has not tested positive, so the Browns or the Browns, the Cavs need to just throw him in a room by himself and make sure he doesn't get it. Pretty much. So, but anyway, Cavs were supposed to play in Atlanta tonight. Uh, that game was postponed. Who knows about subsequent games
1: coming up this week? Um, as the. Uh, COVID virus is running rapid The lucky thing for the Cavaliers is they only have one game scheduled between now and the day after Christmas. Yeah. They, they play in, we're supposed to play in Boston on Wednesday, and then they don't have another game until they play home against Toronto on Sunday. So, uh, yeah. So, um,
0: we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully it's a uh, short stint for, um, the guys on the Cavs as far as the uh, health and safety protocols go. Yeah. Um, uh, but for the Browns, uh, the purposes of why we are here, uh, not much went the Browns' way today, except
1: the, the only game that truly mattered. The game.
0: only game that really mattered, and it almost didn't go our way. You know, uh, we'll, because we'll,
1: we'll get into all of that in, whew, in just a the little end of bit. That game, wow! But uh, yeah, it, this has been just a bizarre week. the The, the yeah. news that the COVID cases were coming out it, it started on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then it just got progressively worse as we went through the week. Yeah, uh, you know, first it was you know five guys, and then it was seven, and then it was ten. And then, you know, some of the really, really big names were thrown on the list as well. And you know, I, I believe it was,
0: I believe the final
1: number ended up being twenty two. Yeah. I mean twenty two. The majority of your starters on offense and, and and I think almost half on defense ultimately were on that list. Yeah, I believe um, I believe uh, it was fourteen or fifteen starters in total. Yeah. Unbelievable. Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, Jarvis Landry, uh, Jed Wills. Jack Conklin, Wyatt Teller, John well, Conklin, Johnson. Conklin's been out for the year. He doesn't have COVID. Uh, um, John Johnson, Troy Hill, uh, uh, Ronnie Harrison. Yeah, I mean, Jadavion uh, Clowney. Yep. It, it just Mac Wilson. It uh, just swept through and just left a trail of destruction. And yeah. you know, luckily now we're starting to Oh, uh, not, not to mention our head coach, Kevin
0: Stefanski, who's now gotten COVID for the second time.
1: Yeah. That's you, know, you talk about being totally unlucky. I mean, guy who you know, as is vaccinated, probably's got the booster by at this point too. You know, to be getting the, vi- the vi- to be getting the virus again. It's just, it's not the good, fair. the
0: good thing is though, the good thing, and and I don't, I don't want to turn this into a COVID uh, podcast and talk about you know COVID and all that. The yeah. good thing is though, if you are vaccinated, and especially, obviously, if you are boosted, if you get COVID, you're re- more than likely, especially being in the shape of a professional athlete is you're going to be fine yeah it's not like this is some uh, now, now some some people even though that they're vaccinated have had pretty bad case have had pretty bad cases but i don't think it's any it's uh, you That's know why i worry
1: about the coaches a little bit more than the players
0: yeah but i mean it you know if, if you look at like the uh, the reports of how covid cases have risen and how um these hospitals now are uh, restricting elective surgeries and stuff because they don't have enough uh, hospital beds. The vast, 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 vast majority of people that are having to go to the hospital are people who are not still not vaccinated. Not
1: vaccinated. And I can yeah. tell you that I work in uh, one of these facilities, and yeah, it is like 75%, 80% of the people who come in there who have to be admitted are yeah. unvaccinated. Um, that's, yeah. So, that's been a consistent trend for months now.
0: Yeah, and this this Omicron variant, like you mentioned before, it's it's something that, at least from what I've read, uh, is vastly more contagious, but it's also uh uh way less severe in, in terms of like symptoms and and stuff like that. So. Which
1: is leading to situations like we're in now where you had guys like well, let's take Wyatt Teller, for example. He was one of the first guys who tested positive on Tuesday. Yep he's now off the COVID-19 list. Yeah, he was asymptomatic. So, yeah. you know, these guys, it's going through their systems. They're not feeling a whole heck of a lot. I mean, Baker Mayfield tweeted earlier today. He says he's feeling fine. He's just praying that he tests negative. Yeah, said he never so had any symptoms,
0: so he's hoping to test negative. You know, and then the NFL, of course, uh, because of everything that's happened, it's not just with the Browns. There there have been uh, a handful of other teams that have had outbreaks over the Rams The Rams and
1: the Washington football team especially have yeah. been hit extremely hard as well. They, they had their games postponed to Tuesday this week.
0: So, um, of course, the NFL being the NFL, being reactionary, and this is ending up going to, like, screw the Browns. Going forward, starting next week, if you are a player uh, that does not show symptoms, the NFL is not going to test for covid the only time that you are going to get tested from now on in the NFL is if you self-report symptoms to the to the team. You will then get tested. Mm-hmm. So you may if you're va- if you're vaccinated. If you're an unvaccinated you're player, unvaccinated. you get tested every day. Yes. If you're vaccinated, uh, you if you're vaccinated, and I think especially if you're boosted, you're never going to get a COVID test again from an NFL team unless you self-report symptoms to the team. Yes. The NFL is essentially taking away. Because what's happening is about 90% of these uh, positive COVID tests are are from vaccinated players who are asymptomatic. And it's to the point now where if you're vaccinated and you don't have symptoms, why are you being kept off the field?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question because that could be – that could be any one of you out there, yeah. you know if if you've taken the because again, I mean a lot of the people both of, us, who,
0: both of us both of us could have it right now
1: right, we could we could, but we have no way of knowing because we we have no yeah. reason to get tested
0: right but if you're asymptomatic, who cares? what does it matter yeah so that's what's that's what's happening going forward in the NFL and the NFL and, and all sports really have never reported or have never had on field transmission of the virus
1: yeah not even last year
0: no so you know it, it's beca- it's because the whole you know 6 feet for I whatever the CDC says 6 feet for 15 minutes or whatever you have to be exposed or whatever these players are yeah you know they're like in the NFL they're engaging they're they're close whatever but they're close like 15 seconds at a time
1: not even right. in most cases
0: so it's not it's not a situation where you know you're at risk for transmission while you're on the field that would that uh-huh. that was a that was a uh, that was something that they they worried about early on in the in the this covid era because we didn't know anything about the virus but basically this is going to essentially to me this is going to be the last week especially in the NFL because they changed their covid rules this is going to be the last week where we see uh you know tens teens twenties Guys on teams test positive for the virus, and then having to move games because and they're just stuff. not. Yeah, because they're, yeah. if you're asymptomatic, they're just they're just not going to test you, and it's not going to end
1: up being an issue. So, so now that being said, it still is a huge impact on this game. We don't know exactly who all is going to come back off this list. You know, you just look at offense, for example. You know, might we have, you know, Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum or. You know the third string, Mullins. You know yeah. that's a big difference. You know I don't. I mean, we could debate the difference between Mayfield and 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 Keenum, but like if both of them are out, this game, in my opinion, becomes almost unwinnable. You know, but if you have one of those guys, you know the Browns are favored. Yeah. So.
0: I and mean, I and, and I and I think uh, Vegas is is expecting
1: one um, of the two to to be because this game ha- this game has swung
0: wildly back in favor of the Browns. Originally. Before this outbreak, the Browns were seven-point favorites uh, on Monday for this game. Browns started testing positive, started testing positive, testing positive, testing positive, and Vegas eventually took the game off the board. Mm-hmm. It was like, we don't know who's going to play. Yeah. Put it back on the board. I think the Raiders ended up being
1: – Raiders a, by one and a half. By
0: one and a half, I think. Yeah. And now it's swung back, and the Browns are now favored by three again. So they're expecting the Browns to get some more players back – Um I'm expecting the Browns to get some more players back. Exactly who? Who knows? Um obviously if Baker Mayfield had his druthers, uh, he will be he will test negative tomorrow. I hope that happens. Obviously he doesn't have any control over that. So yeah. hopefully that happens. Um so, hope Jarvis tests negative tomorrow too. And
1: uh gosh, Jarvis was man. in that early group along with Wyatt Teller. He was yeah. on, on Tuesday. And then yeah. Baker
0: ended up being on Wednesday. I think they, it was
1: the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Keenum was later in the week. So Keenum, he, was, yeah. so he Keenum might, was Friday. So he might, you were thinking he may not be back. Yeah. But uh, Mayfield, definitely a better chance of being back. Jarvis, I would think, really good chance that he'll be back. Some of the guys on defense, I would think, might not be back because they were, you know, a little bit later in the week. Guys like Jadavion Clowney. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, who Ronnie Harrison actually wrote earlier today, that he's like feeling really sick, so he's not going to play. Yeah, it
0: seems like uh, based on what he tweeted that he's symptomatic, so I don't he he might be in jeopardy for the uh, for the Packers game on Christmas Day. So uh, we certainly uh, would wish him well, and uh, hopefully he is able to get over this quickly. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I I'm expecting the Browns to get some more players back tomorrow before the two p.m. deadline. Uh, Browns and Raiders have until two p.m. Uh, before the game to finalize their rosters for the game at five o'clock, uh, which is which is good because usually it's the day before. Uh, if this this game was played as scheduled on Saturday, the Browns would have had to have set twenty two guys out. Yeah, the Browns would well, yeah, and the Browns would have had to set their roster by by four o'clock on Friday, so almost twenty four hours before the game. Um. But yeah, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I uh, just moving on and you know leaving leaving this COVID stuff behind. Just talking about the, the actual game. Um, if the Browns are full strength, I would have no uh, qualms or trepidation about us winning. The Raiders are in a nosedive. They've lost five out of six. They're six and seven. They're for the most part probably pretty much out of it because uh, they're not going to win the division, and I don't see them winning a wild card. So, you know, they could they could be this could be one of those suitcase games, one of those games where they're just they're just there to collect their paycheck and they're just they're starting to look they're starting to look towards the end of the year.
1: This is more or less exactly what I had said when we were doing our predictions last, on last week's show. Yeah, and the picture you you just mentioned, like you don't think they're getting a wild card? Well, you know, we'll talk about it later, but their options have definitely dwindled. Uh, yeah. based on today's results so yeah the Raiders would almost have less incentive to win this game than they did at the beginning of the day yeah does it mean that they're they're going to be you know lacking motivation I mean these are professional athletes after all I mean they're they're yeah. going to play hard but but you're right I mean it, it's really a bad situation for for Vegas
0: it was hilarious how how so many of their players were uh were tweeting about the once the game officially got moved how they were like pissed off at the game got moved and uh, some of their players were saying like, "Oh, the, Bre- the Browns should be forced to forfeit because of the way that the rules were agreed to at the beginning of the year, which is not true. Obviously, they don't read their own uh, rules at the beginning of the year as part of the players' union. The only way that this game would have been even considered as a forfeiture is if the Browns' outbreak was proven to be from unvaccinated players not adhering to protocols. It's the only way that there- that this would have been a possible forfeiture. forfeiture. The Browns made it known in a press release that every single player that tested positive was vaccinated. So that throws the Raiders' uh, forfeiture theory right out the window. Another thing that made me chuckle about this whole forfeiture thing by the Raiders is why on earth they would want the Browns to forfeit. You know why?
1: I think I know exactly where you're going with this.
0: Because if the Browns were had to forfeit the game, not only would the Browns players not be paid for this week – the Raiders players would have to miss a paycheck too.
1: Yeah, so they're just willing to give. So they I, just I, don't know. The I mean, rules. are they just being the method actor here? Like they, like they, they're just so willing to give up their game checks yeah. in order to get a, a free W. Like, I, they're,
0: they're just, yeah, they just don't know the rules. And then, and then, the Raiders owner Mark Davis, <laughs> Mark Davis says that moving the game was is creating a uh, competitive imbalance for the Raiders. And that the the Browns should be forced to fly to Vegas to play this game in Vegas.
1: I wonder if Daniel Snyder and Stan Kroenke feel the same way. You know, seeing as their teams were in the same boat. Daniel Snyder's got a lot or, more to deal with. Than actually, that. those are the teams that were faced with COVID. That would, yeah, would be that would be that be Jeffrey Lurie and um, Paul Allen. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I can't imagine either one of them would say something so crass. Yeah. Well, that's the Raiders, so.
0: I uh, there was also a lot of talk by Raiders players on Twitter uh, talking about uh, some collusion aspect because uh, Brown's center J.C. Treader is the president of the Players Association. So a lot of a lot of Raiders players were saying, "Oh yeah, Browns get their way and get this game moved." Oh, who's the who's the player? Uh, who's the president of the Players Association? Oh, their center J.C. Treader. Hmm, that's interesting.
1: Well, it's because of in part because of J.C. Treader that you're going to get paid this week. I'm yeah. nuts.
0: Right. <laughs> so I I think, and, and we all know, uh, going through this season, we all know that the Browns have rabbit ears when it comes to social media and things that are being talked about them. Don't think for a second that this isn't going to cause the Browns. The Browns have all the motive, obviously, and we're going to talk about it with, with the way that the Packers-Ravens game ended. The Browns have all the motivation in the world to win this game tomorrow. But with the Raiders players chirping and opening their mouths, I think there's going to be a little bit more of an incentive to kind of smack You're them. Saying around it a
1: could be bit. a little feisty right at the beginning of this game.
0: Could be, yeah, and especially, especially uh, given the Raiders' recent history of uh, talking trash and doing stupid crap on the field when they went out in Kansas City last week and decided to start dancing on the the Chiefs' midfield logo before the game, and then went out and lost 48 to nine.
1: I was wondering if that was part of the Raiders' plan for this week, too, but... Oh, wait. Browns don't have a midfield
0: logo. Uh, uh, The 50-yard line is painted brown and orange. They're just going to walk up and down the 50-yard line. (laughs) Oh, man.
1: You know, that's interesting, actually, because years ago, the Browns did have the helmet painted at midfield, but they stopped doing that.
0: Yeah, they did.
1: Your move, Vegas.
0: Yeah, so we'll see. Um, I'm very, like... I'm not worried about this game. I I actually think the Browns are probably are going to win pretty easily, even if they have to start Nick Mullins at quarterback. Because here's the thing: Ooh, the Oakland Raiders are one of the worst teams in the NFL against the run. It's a good thing we have Nicholas Jamal Chubb fully healthy and raring to go. Kareem Hunt's not playing in this game. He's injured and he also tested positive for COVID. So we will not have Nick uh, Kareem Hunt. But if, any, if this year has taught us anything, it's that Dearness Johnson is more than a capable backup. And I think Nick Chubbs could rush for 200 yards tomorrow.
1: You know, I was going to bring this up, too. Had they played this game in the original time slot, mm-hmm. they would have been playing in the rain. It would have been cold. It would have been yeah. windy. I, you know, the Raiders wouldn't have gotten as big of an advantage as you might have thought. You know, they're, they're all thinking, oh, this would have been an easy win, you know, if Browns have to play without 22 players, but, it you know, they're out in Vegas, they're in the desert, they used to dry heat and all this, you know, th- that would have been a lot of adversity for them to have to deal with, and the fact that they can't stop the run, you know, I mean, yeah, you they could stock eight, nine in the box, and they'll probably try to do that this week, but, yeah I mean, now, the fact that the weather's going to be nicer on Monday than it was on Saturday, that... If Baker Mayfield is not able to play, that will probably benefit the Raiders a bit. Yeah. But again, not exactly gonna be you know, you gotta you gotta find a way to stop the run and the Raiders have not done that. No.
0: They've not. I expect Nick Chubb to run wild tomorrow. Uh it he needs to get back on track. He's had he's had a quiet uh, few weeks. Not not like it's his fault. I mean,
1: two weeks, two, was it two, three? He hasn't had like a huge game since they played the Bengals.
0: Yeah. Well, three weeks ago, he got seven, eight rushes against the Ravens in the first game.
1: Unforgivable, by the way. Yeah.
0: And then uh, he got more uh, last week, but was just never able to get into a groove. The Ravens are good at uh, defending the run, guys. The Raiders are not. So we shall see. Um, Another thing, Nick Mullins' first NFL start in his career was against the, uh, well, probably back then, Oakland Raiders. It's probably three or four years ago now. Okay, yeah. He was with the San Francisco 49ers. They won that game 34-3. to Wow. Nick Mullins threw for 250 yards, three touchdowns, had a 150 quarterback rating. He uh, He likes playing against the Raiders, so we'll see. Uh... I don't think he needs to come anywhere close to that for us to win this game. I think if the Browns are able to run the ball, we're going to win the game. The only thing that gives me a little bit of cause for concern is Derek Carr is second in the nFL in passing yards this year.
1: I was gonna ask about the secondary you know how can that it's you? It's,
0: it, it's it's not Derek Carr. it's the fact that our top three safeties are out, yeah. And two of our top corners are out. One because of COVID. One because of concussion. Yeah, Greg, Greg Newsom out with a concussion. Troy Hill out with uh, COVID.
1: Dang, Newsom is still out. Wow.
0: Well, he it was last it was last week that uh, Friday the Friday before last week's game. Uh, he got a concussion.
1: Still nine days.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So uh, he posted a uh, he posted a, a Christmas tree emoji on Twitter today. So I'm thinking he's. He's kind of foreshadowing that he's he's probably thinking, yeah, he's going to be back next week for the Christmas game. So, but I, I, I foresee, uh, I whether Baker Mayfield's playing, whether Case Keenum's playing, whether Nick Mullins is playing, I foresee the Browns giving Nick Chubb a
1: steady diet
0: of carries tomorrow. It almost
1: sounds like the best defense for the Browns could be offense and ball control. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I'm not going to go as far as to say it's going to be like the New uh, the New England game plan against Buffalo a couple weeks ago when they threw the ball three times and if just they, ran all over them.
1: If they would have been playing on Saturday in the rain. Oh, it could have been. It the could have, have been that. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it now. might still be that. You know, who knows? I mean, if, if Dick Chubb gets off to a groove in the first quarter and starts feeding on that uh, Raiders suspect rush defense, you know, I think I think he has a good chance of rushing for like 200 yards and three touchdowns tomorrow. I really do. I mean, Nick Chubb can do that against anybody.
1: He has he has the ability and the potential to do that, yes. So I guess, I
0: guess it comes down to, is Kevin Stevansky going to put the ball in his hands enough for him to be able to do that? Because, well,
1: you'd think if, in the scenario where Mullins is starting, you'd think that that would be his, his go-to. Yeah. Now, if Baker is back, then you start to wonder, okay, it, how committed are they going to be to the run? You know, you know, will they have Jarvis Landry? Will they have Jedrick Wills? You know, th- those are going to obviously impact that as well. We get you know,
0: Njoku Joku back this week off of uh, off the COVID list. He he went on the COVID list two weeks ago, so he was not part of this outbreak, but he's back. Uh, it sounds like Harrison Bryant is going to be back. Uh, he's coming off of a, uh ankle sprain that he suffered in the Baltimore game a few weeks ago in Baltimore. Um, oh, another guy we didn't even mention who's on the COVID list, Austin Hooper he will not as far as we, we know we need to mention him as far as we know he's not going to play tomorrow he but but he could be he's another guy uh that went on the list early last week so he could possibly come off
1: uh the list so
0: yeah um is there anything we missed
1: not really i mean Should i, I our, would just i mean you you said that even if Mullins plays the Browns can- you think the Browns will probably still win the game yeah i that's the only place where I differ with you. I think if we have to start Nick Mullins, we probably will not win the game, but if we are if we do have a healthy Baker mayfield i I can't imagine that we lose this game. I really can't,
0: yeah uh let's give our official predictions for tomorrow's game,
1: given what we know
0: right now now you can qualify it because you you seem to think that. I, that a lot of it hinges on who plays a quarterback I'm, for the Browns.
1: I'm play. going to assume that Baker is going to test negative tomorrow and that he will play. And as such, you know, the game will be a little bit of a struggle, but more so than it probably would have been if we would have had all our guys healthy. But like I said, I, I do think the Browns will play enough ball control offense. The Raiders won't see the ball enough. And we'll make enough plays on defense, especially with the D line, the linebacker core mostly being healthy, aside from Clowney, yeah. to be to be able to win this game. So I'm going to go with Browns 21 to 13 over the.
0: Raiders. Okay. And that's assuming. I mean, so what? What if? What if Baker doesn't test negative tomorrow? If he doesn't, and this test this is assuming, negative tomorrow, And this is assuming Case Keenum doesn't either because he went on the list on Friday.
1: I'm assuming he's not going to. Keenum yes. will not. Right. So in the in the scenario where Mullins has to play, I. I would say probably... Let's see here. I would say probably Vegas 20 to f- twenty to 10. Wow. Man. Okay.
0: Um, oh, and also, uh, I wanted to point this out. We didn't talk about this yet. This whole, like, testing negative by tomorrow thing. The NFL's old COVID protocols uh, required two negative tests 24 hours apart. So, if that was the case, all of the guys that weren't activated today... Would be out. Would be out. Baker, out. Keenum, out. Clowney, out. Uh, Jarvis, out. Hooper, out. Wills, out. Um, all the guys on defense, out. All those guys. The NFL changing their policy on uh, the amount of negative tests you need gives guys like Baker and Jarvis and all the guys I just mentioned, gives them a chance because they only need one negative test. So I just want to clear that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with one score. I don't think to me I don't think it matters who plays quarterback for the Browns tomorrow, and this is coming from a guy who loves Baker Mayfield. I've been a Baker Mayfield defender supporter through thick and thin. Everything this year, this year it's been a little more thin, but um, that's not to say that uh, I'm not hoping and praying that Baker tests negative tomorrow and so he plays. I just think that the game tomorrow is going to be predicated on Nick Chubb and the running game. With that being said, I think the Browns win 31-20 to 20
1: tomorrow. Oh, wow. So you're thinking a lot more scoring than I am.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, I I do think there's a chance that Nick Chubb could score like three touchdowns tomorrow. Okay. I do think so. Um, But I, I also think that there's a chance with Derek Carr and how he's been able to air the ball out and our depleted secondary that, um, you know, the Raiders are going to put some points up. So I think the Raiders are going to get in the end zone a few times and this is going to be i think this is going to be one of those games where it's within a score throughout and then at the end the browns have one of those 5 6 minute drives in the fourth quarter uh where they're up 3 up 4 and it's just you know it's Nick Chubb putting the exclamation point on the drive and on the game and scoring a touchdown and putting the game on a re out so of sort reach. of like
1: what they did against Minnesota and what they did against Denver
0: yeah 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 so um yeah, we'll see what happens. I, and I will say that if the, if that happens and if Baker Mayfield comes back tomorrow and what Steve thinks happens if Baker Mayfield's in, based on what we're going to talk about next, your Cleveland
1: Browns are going to be in first place in the AFC North. And that's a lovely thing. That, that really is – I mean, that's something that we didn't see as even think about, remotely think possible a, just a couple weeks ago.
0: Think about – the ebbs and flows, the twists and turns, the marathon of a stretch that this season has already felt like. Yeah, every week with this football team feels like its own mini season. You know, we've been up. The Browns started the season three and one. We've been down. The Browns were uh, six and six just a couple weeks ago. Five and five. We lost to the Steelers. We lost. We lost to the Steelers fifteen to ten. We lost to the Ravens sixteen to ten uh, after getting four turnovers you know after that ravens game a lot of things look bleak but the browns have gotten help each and every week from the the afc and we say it all the time the afc is drunk
1: if the cleveland browns were a stock most traders would not have the the stomach to actually trade it because yeah we would have had huge gains after games like chicago you know the after the first month being 3 and 1 yep. then the double poundings against you know you lost the close one to the, Ra- uh, the Pause. Chargers. the chargers and then you got crushed by Arizona, you had all those injuries, everything you know it would have been trading way down at that point, but then you know Keenum and dearest Johnson save us against the Broncos and keep things going yep. and then it's been just up down up down up down pretty much ever since yep you know we we have not seen the last turn in this in this windy road that's for sure,
0: no, not at all and uh the um uh, boy, you know after everything that's happened, you know we've 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 been going through the quarterback wars this year with Baker and with injuries and his poor play throughout the season. You know, people literally just getting personal on social media about this, like because because you think a certain way about the quarterback, like makes you think like like whatever. We're doing that, and then you know every other week it's fire Joe Woods and the defense looks like crap, and you know and, and then just recently it's been the special like,
1: teams coordinator has been under special under teams attack.
0: has been bad. Uh, with Chase McLaughlin essentially missing like almost every other kick now, uh, and our punter having a terrible year, not
1: recovering on side kicks,
0: people going after head coach Kevin Stefanski and his play calling uh, throughout the season, Dan. which, huh, yeah, that, <laughs> absolutely. It's not just me, yeah, no, but but yeah, it, it, it's it, it's been like like you think about, and now we have the COVID out, we have we have the COVID outbreak. Is what else can happen to this team and because of all that, and because of how, like we say, drunk the AFC is, and especially the AFC North. I mean,
1: and did that ever take a turn? We gotta get into the into the scoreboard here, because
0: but like, but but the, what I want to say is the AFC North. There's not a single team that's below 500 in the AFC North, and I don't think there's a single team in the AFC North that I would take seriously in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll even our beloved our Browns informal CFP you know of the NFL yeah. here
0: but like there's not yeah. going to be an AFC North team near it
1: no no there won't be. and and certainly not after today so anyway just to emphasize the point going into today's games well actually going back to to Thursday this was a very interesting week in terms of television because the the best games this week were Thursday and Saturday night yep oddly enough Kansas City and the LA Chargers played a phenomenal game on Thursday night that went to overtime and ultimately, as the Chargers so often do, they just fell just short. The Chiefs, who are on a roll right now, they win 34-28. to That got the Chiefs to 10-4. and That dropped the Chargers to 8-6. and But The Chargers have won this game. They would have been in first place in the AFC West by tiebreaker. They would have won both games against the Chiefs. Uh, but they fall short. So Kansas City is now very much in the driver's seat in the AFC. And that's been punctuated even more by Saturday's result, where the New England Patriots, who had come in winning six in a row, they go to Indianapolis, and they got stomped by the Colts, 27-17. The Colts started 0-3. They're 8-3 in their last 11 games and are playing extremely good football right now. Uh, they're one of those Very teams dangerous. that, you know, when you talk about the Browns and the wildcard picture, they're one of those teams in that wildcard pool, and they are looking real good right now. And another team that's in the wildcard pool, that's the Buffalo Bills. They are now eight and six. They defeated the Panthers fairly easily today, thirty-one to fourteen. The Panthers are going nowhere. they're the anti-Colts. They started three and zero and then have not done diddly poo since. <laughs> so I think. <laughs> so, yeah, Buffalo again. Also, they're eight and six you know, in the midst of that wild card pool. So you, when you talk about can the Browns get a wild card, these are the types of teams they'd have to try to get over to be able to do that. It's honestly. As high of a bar, if not a higher bar, than it is winning the AFC North, and you'll see more of that when we go into into totality here. Looking more toward the NFC here, uh, we had a big upset today in Detroit. The Lions jumped all over the Cardinals, and they just pounded Arizona, thirty to twelve. Cardinals have now lost four of their last seven. That they're starting. I tell you 7-0. what, I saw
0: I saw that game coming a mile
1: away. So you did. <sighs> I will now. I will say. Lions are an impossible team to bet, but that was, no, w- that was a good one there. i will I will say speaking of which, if this game if this I did ga- if not this call game this was game just correctly. Money line,
0: if this game was just money line, I probably would not have picked the, the lions <laughs> <laughs> but getting twelve and a half points at home, I don't care who you play <laughs> if you get twelve and a half points at home it's very hard not to take that
1: yeah I don't care who you are it, it, you're right you're absolutely right about that yeah. you. Know, what scared me on this game is that the Lions got absolutely blown off out like four or five times already this year. Yeah, that's so true. I was, I was thinking that way, and I was totally wrong. Um, I, I, we were both I, wrong I was, on the Patriots Colts. game, I will by say the this way. before
0: before we move on to uh, before we move on to another game. Um, I think the Cardinals are fugazi. I think they're going to lose their first playoff game.
1: I was thinking that the whole stinking year, and then Arizona <laughs> finally just beat it into submission that yeah. they're actually good. And as soon as I basically. I said, okay, they are actually that good. Yep. Then they started losing. Yep. <laughs> um, Buffalo I had, by the way. Did you did you have Buffalo against the Pan- Panthers or did you take the Panthers? Nope. Oh, you had the Panthers. Okay. I took the points with the Panthers. Ah, so that was no good. Buffalo's
0: been playing like crap so uh, recently, so I thought 14 points was too much.
1: Yeah. Well, it almost was. I mean, Buffalo had a late score that put them over the, the threshold there. Neither one of us got the Patriots game right. No, none of us did. No. Ne- nah. I, I mean, you were a fool to bet against New England for most of the last two months, right? And you know their streak just kind of came to an end this time. That
0: line was weird, though. How the how the Colts were favored in that game? I still, even though they were at home, yeah. Like it Vegas was weird.
1: Must have known something that most people didn't know. Yeah, you know, because I got to figure most of the money was coming in on New England, right? In that game, right. Um, staying in the NFC, the Dallas Cowboys they get a win today against the Giants, twenty-one to six. The Giants, uh, they just look terrible. The Cowboys are now ten and four and are looking pretty darn good. They've again, since opening night, they've only lost three games and yeah. you know, are quietly just kinda hanging in there, you know, right alongside the top contenders. So, you know, when we do the C F P thing in a minute, they they might be cracking top four here. Uh Continue. Well, we'll just go to the other New York team, the Jets. Jets actually looked pretty. Well, first of all, did you have Dallas in that game? I had the Giants, so I missed it. I had the Giants. Oh, so we both missed it. Same thing. a Lot of points. a Lot of points. I didn't expect
0: the Giants to win that game. I fully expected, um, the
1: the Cowboys to win that game. But I did. Being on the road, I don't know. Yeah, good win for Dallas. They can. I mean, it looks like they've got their division on lockdown. They might be thinking higher than that at this point. Uh, going to the state of Florida, there were two games played there today, and there's actually another one being played tonight, but uh, we'll start in Jacksonville. The Jaguars, who just fired their coach, Urban Meyer, gone. Oh, God. You know, no real we could do an there. entire
0: podcast on that, <laughs> on that situation down there.
1: You know, my thinking today was that you know, as so often happens after a coach is fired, the team rallies and they play well the next week. Well, That's exactly what I thought. That didn't happen today. Houston, who has looked pathetic pretty much the whole season, they came out and they scored 30 points today. Davis Mills looks like the second coming, yeah. and they win 30 to 16 over the Jaguars. So ultimately, Houston's just going to lose draft position on that one. But uh, pretty much, yeah, yeah, you know, it just goes to show you how awful the Jaguars truly are. Moving down I ninety five to Miami, the the Dolphins were on the ropes for a good portion of the game today against the Jets, but they do win their sixth their sixth game in a row. Crazy! They, de- they defeat the Jets thirty one to twenty four. Yeah. Wow. One in seven. They lost. They lost in London to the Jaguars. The to fall to one in I think one in six mm-hmm. at the time, and we were talking about is Miami the worst team in football? No. Nope. Since then they've been unstoppable.
0: Yeah. And Credit had, to Brian Flores, head coach down there. I mean, he's done an incredible ooh, job. Oh, man.
1: You know, so, yeah, the Dolphins are 7-7. Seven and seven. They're, like, you know, starting to kick into this wild card pool here as well, which is just crazy to think. Yep. Um, final game of the 1 o'clock window and the one that definitely pissed off a lot of people around here. The Tennessee Titans had a 10-point oh. lead. They turned the ball over four times in the second half. And they have a fine, even despite that, the Steelers are so awful and moribund offensively that they could only get field goals off of all four of them. Yep. So the Titans have a final drive where they're down six and they get inside the red zone, but they are not able. In fact, it was Joe Hayden that made a first down saving tackle on fourth down. Great. That, clin, that clinched the game for the Steelers. By the way, how bad are the referees at spotting footballs anymore? Oh, that was bad. <laughs> they need to really get bad. to the nine and a half. Guy for the Titans didn't even get across the ten, and they initially like marked it as though it was going to be a first down. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, and they they marked it only like two inches short.
1: Steelers defensive players were like throwing helmets and stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, well, I mean, at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like like review would have gotten the call right because there was it, it was it wasn't one of those plays that was like in a pile where you couldn't see where the ball was. Like, yeah, it was just Hayden it was out it was out towards side. It was plain as day. Titans. Yeah, plainest yeah. day. I mean, they would have gotten. Even even if they would have bumbled that, uh, they would have gotten
1: it right. I'm so disappointed by this result because, well, number one, I had the Titans and the points, and they didn't cover. Yeah. But I've been talking this whole time, this whole season, about how the Titans are just this disrespected bunch and how they're really good and all this, and then they come and do this against Pittsburgh, who's not any good. We keep saying they're not any good, yet they somehow, someway, continue to pull they these just games won't out. They're you can step on them, but yet they'll find that little groove in the shoe yep. where you can't like press down on them, and they'll still survive. Yep, it's just it's crazy. It's unbelievable. So Pittsburgh is now seven six and one. The Titans are now nine and five. Yep, honest to god, they win nineteen to thirteen. Right, go figure that.
0: And you know, a couple uh, weeks ago, we thought that the 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 uh, the AFC South was wrapped up as a foregone conclusion.
1: Yeah, not anymore. Uh huh. No. Indianapolis is only a game behind, and yep. they, you know, Titans thought to play Indianapolis one more time. Yep. So, honest to God. Let's see what happens. You know, going to the four o'clock window, the 49ers pounded Atlanta 31 to 13. 49ers are on roll right now. They now, are. Atlanta had actually come in on a winning streak as well. But, uh, uh, you know... San Francisco's think, healthy, and they are rolling. I mean, Dan, you, you've you been on San Francisco for pretty much longer than anybody. Yeah. You know, with this whole, hey, the reason they were doing bad was because of injuries last year. It's certainly looking that way. I mean, They, they are, are healthy, playing, and they are rolling, yeah. Yeah, so the 49ers are now 8-6. and six. I believe they're in the 8th spot, in, or excuse me, the 6th spot in the NFC, which, mm-hmm. you know, th- they they definitely deserve inclusion in the playoffs the way they're playing right now. Atlanta falls to 6-8, and eight, which, oddly enough, they're not completely out of it yet, so... You know they they can still regroup. The now we talk about the two other games that really matters in terms of the Browns, mm-hmm. the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. They go to Denver and boy, there was a there was a scary hit on Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, where he was knocked
0: man. out. The, Prayers up for Teddy B, man, because that was. It, it like,
1: like, didn't I, even I'm look the, that right. bad in in real time. but I was like about to take got the words out of your mouth, Sort of yeah. pushed from behind, driven head first into the ground kind of. Yeah. And then it, I don't know what causes just, the body sometimes just hit the off switch, but, yeah. I mean, my he gosh, just, it He just did. didn't
0: move, yeah. So, so, I mean, after that... He was stretchered off the field. The
1: Broncos did nothing offensively the rest of the game. Drew Locke sucks. We all knew that. Yep. And the Bengals win this game 15-10. to 10. They do just enough offensively to win this game. So the Bengals go to 8-6. and six. They are actually in first place in the AFC North as of this moment because of what happened all the way across the country in Baltimore at the same time. The Green Bay Packers had a 14-point lead with 8 minutes left in this game, and then they nearly blew it. The oh Ravens score a touchdown. Green Bay goes three and out. This played out very similar to our game against Baltimore last week. yeah and it ended up being a, a you know kind of an unconventional decision by John Harbaugh again that ultimately committed uh, co- I guess con- contributed to the Ravens not winning twice this game. out of the last three weeks. Um, they score here another the touchdown. Here, 31, oh, 31 30 right 42 seconds left. The Ravens elect to go for two, as they did in Pittsburgh a couple weeks ago. They this elected is, to go is, yeah, for the, two. This was a twice out election. To years. try to take the lead. Unbelievable. And the pass gets deflected and knocked down. They And so Green Bay escapes with a 31 to 30 victory. At least they recovered the onside kick, which the Browns couldn't do last week.
0: Yeah, you know, I get it. Analytics, blah, blah, blah. Aggressiveness, blah, blah, blah. But you have the greatest kicker probably in the history of the league. And you're at oh, home. he's so you're
1: starting fantasy kicker in the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, well. it cost me a point. It. it
0: cost me a point there. Thanks a lot, John. Um, and I'm down big right now in the playoffs, and I, I need every point I can get. Um, so you think about it. You have the best kicker probably in history who has got to be – I mean, I have to go back and look at the numbers. He's probably above 95% all-time kicking extra points. Like I said, I get it. Analytics, aggressiveness, blah 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 blah. blah. This is now two times in a row. Well, not in a row because you lost to the Browns in between. Ha <laughs> ha. This is now two times out of the last three games they've tried to do this. Both times at home, mind you, that they score a touchdown within a minute left of the of regulation, and then you decide think, to go I think for when two. They played
1: Pittsburgh. That was away. Right?
2: Uh,
0: was it? I think Maybe. it was away. Okay, whatever. This well, time was home. Well, today was at home, and I, I'm, well, I, I'm, I'm thankful that he did it. Obviously, because I know the result. I know that they didn't get it, but I just, I don't, I don't know. When you make these comebacks in the fourth quarter, you have all the momentum. All the momentum. I get it. Maybe go for it and try and win the game right there, but carry that momentum into overtime. Make the extra point. Go to overtime. You're at home, and Win the game that way. Now again, I'm happy they went for two because they didn't get it and they lost the game, and it puts the Browns on the doorstep. But
1: you know the problem I had with the decision was that there was 42 seconds left, right? Because even if I mean, you get it, you're giving you the ball it. back to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I mean, they could easily get it. All they needed was a field goal. Like they could I mean, have easily on
0: that. I mean, I guess with 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 that with that aspect, does it really matter whether? Whether they were going to go for it or not, because even even if they kick the extra point to tie the game, you're still giving Aaron Rodgers the ball about 42 seconds.
1: It's true, but maybe Green Bay elects not to not to go balls out for it in regulation well, with Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know. But, I but mean, if they're behind, they have no choice. True, that's true.
0: So, yeah, so the Ravens lose.
1: But that's that's extremely good news. The
0: Ravens lose. Ravens fall to eight six. That's their third
1: loss in a row. They're now eight and six. They're now looking up at Cincinnati. Oddly enough.
0: Yeah, funny enough, uh, the the Bengals are in first place right now.
1: But the Browns still are yet to have their say. That hopefully is going to be
0: short-lived. So the Browns have a chance with a win tomorrow to go to first place in the AFC North, go to fourth in the AFC playoff standings, and essentially, well, not essentially, absolutely 100% control their own destiny. Literally, if the Browns win their final Three AFC games. Well, or win the
1: final four games. Obviously, if the Browns the
0: if the Browns win their final four games, there's no scenario in which they can't win the division. Yeah, not one.
1: And it's extremely unlikely that even if they were say they were to lose to Green Bay, right? It's extremely unlikely that even in that scenario that they would not win the division because you would have an extra you would have an extra head to head win against Pittsburgh. Yep. You have an extra head to head win against Cincinnati. And so, the only scenario on the board where you could possibly not win the division there at 10 and 7 would be if Baltimore wins their final three games, which would be at Cincinnati, at home against the Rams, and at home against the Steelers. None of which is a gimme.
0: Right. 100%. Absolutely. So, the Browns, 100%. The Browns have gotten to the last stretch of the season and 100% control their own destiny through everything that has happened. In this season, we went through it earlier in the episode. Everything that's happened in this season, all the stuff that we've gone through as Browns fans, all the things that this team has gone through as the Cleveland Browns, you're in the last month of the season, and you control your own destiny to host the first playoff game in this city for NFL football since 1994.
1: You're getting really close to it
0: now. You can taste it. You win tomorrow, it's right there. Yeah. Because, like you said, more than likely the Green Bay game on Christmas is not going to factor in.
1: When you look at next week's slate of games, again, even if theoretically the Browns were to lose to Green Bay, Pittsburgh has to play at Kansas City. They're not winning that game. Cincinnati and Baltimore play each other, so one team is going to win, the other is not going to, unless if they tie, which is like an extreme, extremely unlikelihood. So next week's result is not likely to hurt you too much. But, again, this is the one that really matters. This, the three AFC games down the stretch matter a ton. And you're on the precipice now. It's, you've gotten all the help, really. You just got to take care of your own business. 100%. Browns are in this situation in part because they didn't take care of their Taking own business. Taking
0: care of business every day. For the rest of the season, take care of business. You're hosting a playoff game. We're hosting. Let's. A, listen, I, it's just dawning on me now because listen, listen, I, I was just I was just thinking about getting into the playoffs, playoffs, but. Guys, if the Browns, if the Browns do what they're supposed to do and win the division, now. We're hosting a playoff game. We're gonna be. Yeah. We're gonna win the division for the first time since nineteen eighty nine. Steve and I were two. two first home playoff game since 94 as crappy and as annoying and as ridiculous this season has been it's right there right there and now we're gonna put this podcast out with me saying all this stuff and if the Browns go out and lay an egg tomorrow none of this might matter but You
1: wouldn't be be out of it, but it would be a lot harder. If the Browns
0: take care of business and win tomorrow, you can start to smell it. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Going to Heinz Field to get a win.
1: In a do-or-die game, which is going to be a do-or-die game now.
0: Is going to be difficult. But you just win tomorrow, and it's right there for you. Right there. wow yep awesome awesome the drama the drama well uh, yeah I think that's pretty much gonna do it for us yep. Uh we will be tweeting along uh, during the game uh, well I will not be hopefully Ryan is uh, as I will be at first energy stadium tomorrow for the game and you know we uh, we'll see what happens I get a feeling that that place tomorrow is going to be raucous. Let's hope that we get a bunch of guys back from COVID tomorrow. Hope we get some good news in the morning tomorrow, and let's go kick let's go kick their ass tomorrow. Yeah, let's do it. So anyway, that's going to do it for us on the Browns, the LOTL Browns pre-game show for this week. Uh, thanks, Steve, for joining me. Steve uh, is with us. Steve, I don't know. He's got uh, something important coming up here soon, so you might you might not be with us. Uh.
1: Yeah, I don't know when we're gonna <laughs> do the the post Christmas game <laughs> podcast, but uh, oh yeah. And then and the next few weeks are gonna be kind of weird because we got a Saturday game on Christmas, then we have a Monday nighter coming after that. So yeah. um, that's the Pittsburgh and game. My right. own situation, I may or may not be around for it, depending yeah. on circumstances. Yeah. So
0: all good things though, nothing bad. Yeah. We're not firing Steve off the podcast.
1: <laughs> you can't fire me because they clean Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, uh, appreciate you, Steve. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Ryan will be back on our next podcast, hopefully for the post game show. Um, TBD on whether LOTL will be uh happening this week. Uh, we're deciding on whether we want to take a break for the holidays. Uh, but uh, make sure you're locked onto our Twitter account for updates on that. So, speaking of Twitter, follow us at the LOTL Podcast on all social media. And, uh, yeah, we will catch you guys next week, hopefully after a Browns big win against the Raiders and controlling our own destiny. Thanks, guys. Go Browns. Bye. Win.